morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. Good, Good morning. morning. Happy New Year. Yeah, thanks. Happy New Year to you too. You survived? Thanks for having me. I did. Nice. I just uh, crawled out of bed and decided to do the radio program. Nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm up. Merle, I'm, I'm, on, Merle, I'm on my way. <laughs> Quick text. Nice. I was here first. Come on now. Absolutely. <laughs> No, and uh, and uh, I know Kevin is joking about gardening in the in the winter time, but mm. a lot does happen. It does. We planning. need our downtime, right? It's yep. important so we can plan and look ahead, look at trends coming up for the summer. Um, think about big projects we want to do. House plants. House plants. Yeah, that's what you know. In the summertime, we move them outside, or they kind of get a, a back shelf while we look outward. But yeah. our, all our tropicals get a lot of attention in the winter here. And it's become a huge category again for us, like down at all the garden centers and at Spruce It Up as well. And like this past week, um, and we're still running our buy more, save more sale on tropical plants. So, and lots of people come in and buying lots of plants because they nice. clean up their house. You take your tree down, you get yeah. rid of your poinsettias. And, you want that green stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, you want some life in your house. So a lot yeah. of people are doing the, the tropical plant, the house plant. Good deal. And it becomes a big part of your decor, too. So uh, trying to find those mm-hmm. neat pots that go with your decor. And I was just online last night looking up ideas for doing some feng shui, some furniture rearranging in our living room. Maybe some, you know, we'll do some painting in that. We're feng shui, our... more plants. Yes. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, I was thinking we've got a suffering pothos vine in our downstairs bathroom, which is just north facing. I yeah. mean, it, it does well, but it's a little thin on the I was going to say, how are you killing your pothos? No. <laughs> I know. What kind of an expert am I? Yeah. But it's it's alive and doing well, but I want it to to flourish a bit more. So I was thinking about how to move it up. I've seen these really cool frames you can put on the wall, and yeah. then they just climb right on it, and you've got this sort of living wall, which would be really cool. Yeah, our, no, and pothos is a space. great one to build confidence. If you're looking for yeah. a new plant to get, <laughs> yeah. peace lilies, pothos. A new gardener, yeah. Pothos, you can just cut them if they get long and gangly. Stick them in water, and they root, and then you have a whole nother, a yeah. whole nother pothos. No, one. they're they're a great house plant. But yeah. if you'd like to join us, phone lines will be wide open for the next two hours. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. And uh, we're going to talk about a few things and. The color of the year is a blue. Yeah, this, this common I'm good with blue that. they call it. Like That's kind of like my wardrobe, I think. Yeah, lots of jeans, lots of deep blues. Yeah, it's sort of it's that one, the blue poppy, um, mm, classic blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good thing to uh, pair greens too, right? Yeah, you, you can mix lots of that into the garden and have it look great. Yeah, for sure. So, if you're wondering what the color of the year is, that is uh, that is it. Last year it was sort of a pinky mauve, or I can't remember what it was, but uh, it was. 2020 is better. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've, already, I've already used this pun about t- 10 times at work. Like we're laser focused. Yeah, I saw that in the Facebook post. I was like, that keeps uh, reverberating. Laser focus. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's, very... it's, it's something I think as an independent business and garden center, we have to make sure we know what business we're in. Yep. It's Always very... be on point. You know, be ahead of the curve. Think about what what people here in Calgary and Southern Alberta are really uh, needing in their outdoor space. Think Abs- a lot. It gets sort of relegated to the back burner a lot. We focus inside. We focus on home renos and what things are like in the house. But it's so important that outdoor space. We have Absolutely. such a limited time, so no, we have to out, make the most of it. Get out and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I know we did one an outdoor kitchen. Or outdoor living room, I guess, more so mm-hmm. with a barbecue area for one of our clients. And 
And we put that on Facebook and got a big response and a couple of people. Yeah. I want that exact thing. So yeah. I know one guy, he's very excited and we're going to work with them this coming spring. We got lots of great projects. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're pretty excited. We've got a great design team, which Joanna is part of. And, yeah, uh, loving it. Yeah. So that, uh, before you know it, you're going on a little vacay at the end of the month yeah. for a bit. I'm kind of laser focused on that, to yeah, be I honest. Bet. I've been trying to just uh, not let it sink in too much, but it's right around the corner. Yeah, don't for turn me, it off so. quite yet. You got a couple more weeks here. <laughs> no, I'm on. I'm on. It's kind of like I'm, I'm coming out of hibernation a little bit after yeah. the holidays. We really took it easy this year, just stayed focused on family and keeping things kind of small. Just what's important, keep it close close around yeah and uh rest a lot and be together and i've been loving that yeah no it's 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 good to spend some quiet time right sometimes we go 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 the busyness creeps in even you know uninvited sometimes and i'm probably one of the worst people for that i know um i like to keep going i know i was chatting with my wife the other day and we're talking about holidays and and things she was Ever since we've been doing holidays, you always just go. <laughs> you don't sit and relax. Yeah. I, I just, I've always enjoyed if we're down on a Mexican vacation. I love meeting the locals. Yeah. I, I always go and like meet people or do different things. Check out the botanical gardens yeah. around wherever you're staying. Check yeah. out cenotes, the local environment. What oh, no, if we're walking around, like there's a little town by by Puerto Vallarta, or wherever town we end up in. If I see a garden center, definitely yeah. we're pulling over. And oh, we, yeah. We go in there and... Uh, just marvel at what they can grow so yeah. easily. Oh, well, there it's just... Uh, yeah. Our they, tropicals are their mainstream. Yeah, plants, just... Right? Pots and <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the cool things that they. I mean, that's like Mexican pottery is so cool too. It's yeah. nice to have a touch of that up here in the cold north. Yes, okay. definitely. And uh, and you're you're going to Costa Rica, which is am, another yeah. nice place. So Your mom lives there. Lush. Yep, my mom is there. She's been there for about twenty years now, full time. Um, she got her start there in the sixties. Uh, she was helping with a program that was part of the Peace Corps. Oh, cool. So she came into Costa Rica and helped establish their um, physical education program in their Did public JT schools. Did JT stay with her when he was down there? <laughs> JT, yeah. Justin Trudeau, he was down there the last few weeks. I don't think he was a, born yet. I don't you know. know. I don't no, know. What no, he was just down there this oh, past couple oh, weeks. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, was, I doubt he was, it. He was down on a bender for <laughs> I think three they're weeks. they're moving in different circles, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think. Yeah, he might not, but uh, he was uh, he was down on a little bit of a bender, I guess. So. Oh well, I, there's Costa Rica is like that now. I think when we the first time I went, I was nine, and it was really a different place than it is now. There's now there's you know five star resorts and there's lots but of places. But it's just for amazing. But a lot of our houseplants and things they do come from those places. Yeah, they like, do. They yep. go down there. They find yep. um, the the plant species and different things, and they bring them up. And then yeah. they test them up here, and if they grow, they start cultivating them yeah. in other areas where they propagate them. But there's a lot of things that come from those forests that mm-hmm. uh, we it's don't realize. It's so cool to go for a hike behind my mom's place. It's kind of how we get up to the back road to catch the bus and that. And there's just sense of area growing uh, and the ground, like under the trees. or yeah. the, There's these huge epiphytes up in the treetops that are just amazing. And it's like, oh, I've seen that in a small version in a pot. Like, you know, yeah. back home in Calgary, but then to see it growing in its natural habitat. You no, know, the Tillandsias so cool. and yeah. different orchids and all that yep. growing on trees and yep. things like that. It's uh, it's pretty cool. The it's so lush yeah. yeah. If you, we always, it's, it's a reassuring <sighs> thing, but kind of unsettling, I guess, when things rest here. Lots of time passes, you know, nothing really ages. It's just sort of cold and dormant. But if you leave something sitting there, it's like it gets carried away. 
Yeah. Like something will carry it away or grow over top of it, and it's the jungle never stops. No, absolutely. So. No, you see that a lot. And uh, speaking of uh, things that carry on, it's been, the, I guess, the garden resolutions or yeah. another trend. The, the outdoor, we t- touched on a little bit, living spaces. Yeah, absolutely. We I, What I love about Albertans is we, because of our seasons, like you hear this, the the term three season garden, you know, three yeah. season whatever, we can turn that into four season, no problem. <laughs> So like some of those outdoor spaces we worked on last year in our landscape design and installation, you know, people have TVs outside, people have fireplaces outside, they've got overhead heaters so they can, we we did a job for a a family over on Lake Bonaventure, they wanted to eat Christmas dinner outside on their back deck under the pergola and and they totally did, like everything they needed was right there. No, and lots of outdoor growing spaces, we built lots of grow boxes for people this past year so that was something... And we also did the one with Global TV. So yeah. that's something that I think continuing on and, and it makes it nice and easy. And if you have it outside by your deck and yeah. stuff, you can just Our go cut. Our friends at Carter Place, Louise yeah. and, and Glenn, we had a fun time bringing those trug planters up to the 18th floor downtown oh, yeah, there right, too. Yeah. yeah. So um, our senior citizen friends can garden right on into into the golden years with the view of Olympic Plaza. It was so nice wow. on those planters. Yeah. So all kinds of fun stuff, and mm-hmm. hopefully we continue on that kind of stuff. And uh, going into this coming year, 2020, again, being laser-focused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is, as a garden center, um, I'm heading to Atlanta next week um, on the 13th, and that's our buying show nice. we do for Christmas and then buying some stuff for spring and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it's hard. Like You go to some of these shows, and you're dealing with six, seven million square feet. So you have to think about Christmas Next, when yeah, you go to Atlanta, week. okay, yeah. you're still in Christmas mode yes, then. for one more week. <laughs> for next year. Yeah. For this coming year. Yeah, so everything has to be yeah. bought sort of a year in advance sort yep. of thing. and That's hard. You have to stay ahead of the trends then. Well, you have to really all know the what's... stuff you'll see in the garden centers or more of the independent Christmas stores and things like us, they try, they'll prove it out with us first. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the little oh, neons okay. and all the light-up stuff you'll see for us, you'll see them three or four years in advance. Okay. And once they're proven out really good... Unfortunately, then the big box store goes oh, in, and I then see. they order eight million of it, and then you see it uh-huh. in the in the Wally Marts so or they have the to Lowe's. Decide and... if you're avant garde and, and ahead of things, or <clears> if you're <throat> going to wait for the deal later. But if you really want those cutting edge things, that's where you do see them. You'll see yep. them at our garden centers, local independent, absolutely, because we're the ones taking the chance. We go to those mm-hmm. shows, we we prove those things out, and then sometimes it works against us. Because um, sometimes we find a great product and and we prove it out, and then all of a sudden the and box store gets, gets yeah. yeah, and then they just doesn't seem fair. No, no, but I guess that's, that's how part. trends go, right? No, and then we just find the next one. So that's yeah. so next year we're looking for something. We'll nice. we'll see what happens next week when we go to Atlanta. We'll see what's going on um, in the different trends, and it, yeah. it's always joke. We go, and I've been going down there. I don't know for twelve years or whatever it's been. And uh, I always joke, I go, how many w- different ways can they do Santa? But they always find uh, a new way. And... I know. It's like, just let him be original. I don't know. I'm kind of old school with no, that no, stuff. No, no, I'm very much a tradition. <laughs> but sometimes they just add certain lighting or or just how they do it. Like, and, it, and it's, and it's kind of nice with the LED. That's brought a lot of light to 
um, to the Christmas things. And again, mm. like... Um, Make it more efficient, too. Snow globes. Like, there's some classic things that never die out. That's like, true. And those yeah. of... Uh, Everybody loves those. Absolutely. Our son, our oldest son, actually... Well, they don't actually... have to shake them no more either, right? They have the little swirl oh in gosh. the bottom. Really? So, it just makes so you it... really can hibernate. You just lay on you the just couch. You lay look at it snowing <laughs> at your globe, yeah. Our oldest son thought we needed more Christmas in our house two years ago. So he went out and bought a bunch of those Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah. as, a, as an 11-year-old, he went out and he bought some snow globes and some framed, you know, uh, Christmas-themed for the wall. Oh, neat. So, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of proven that uh, his mom's a bit of a slacker with Christmas, so. Come on, Joanna. Hey? <laughs> I'm we're, not ahead of any curves. We still have a big sale at the store there. You can go oh, pick okay. some stuff up. I'll bring him with me. He's there got better go. taste than I do. Nice. All right. Yeah. And we got, a, we got a text here. It says, hi, I love your show. You always have so much good information. That's nice. Thanks. My problem is with rosemary. I can't seem to get it to survive. This is about my fourth attempt. Any hints to make me more successful, Paul? Oh, Paul, that one's dead. Yeah, that so, one's definitely dead. Great picture of a very brown, crispy rosemary. Um, that one I would scrap. I don't think there's any way to save that one, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, you would, with rosemary, a lot of the time people would put that outside <laughs> in the summer um, and then bring it in when nighttime temperatures start to drop. But I think that's the hard part, though. They tend to get, um, they're a hard plant to bring back and forth. I find mm. they get really straggly. They're sort of arid, a bit of an arid plant. Um, kind of think like lavender. Is yeah, that almost need to be kept back. And they don't, they don't like to dry out a ton. Like a lot of plants like to dry out in between waterings. Those ones can stay a little bit moister in between. Mm-hmm. Because they do tend to to dry out on you, and their leaves are almost like needles, right? Yeah, in a way. and they need to be cut a fair bit. Like you got to use them, and that's mm-hmm. with a lot of herbs when go you're ahead growing. And harvest your- heavily, yeah, especially in the fall and winter when they're gonna start to go a bit more dormant than yeah. what we see in the well, fall. and that's I see that with a lot of herbs when people grow them in their house, they don't use them enough. Then they go to seed right away. They bolt. They mm-hmm. get stretched. And uh, we're reaching for the sun and we're stretching for time here. So we got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted tree care company for pruning or removal. Give us a call. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. All right. <laughs> and where are we at? We're going to go. We're going to go traveling. We're going to go right. all the way down let's to. Let's go south. Let's go south. <laughs> down to High River. See what's going on down there. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Hello. How are uh, you? Well, wonderful. Happy the New Year. The wind has quit. Yeah, that, thank, thank goodness. goodness. Yeah, I guess you, you guys probably had a little bit going on yesterday. Oh, God. Yesterday and Friday, you couldn't stand up here. If you stood outside, you could go to Star Wars and <laughs> in Vulcan. I need rocks in my pocket. <laughs> it was windy. Mary, did you get snow too? Did you yes, get snow yesterday? Yeah, well, yeah. yesterday morning, yeah. it, it was really foggy again. Uh-huh. And then it turned around and it blizzarded. Yeah, I know, really kind of like that corn snow that you hate yeah. when you used to ski. Like pellets, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it's coming sideways. Yeah, I, I didn't go outside. Smart. No, yeah, it was so nice. At it. Even the cat looked out the window and turned around and said to me, I'm nope. not going out well, there. No, I left my house at whatever time it was in the morning. It was nice, plus nine. Yeah. And then I get driving, I stopped to yeah. grab the coffee. It was and dark then, in the north part of the and city. And then I was, yeah, I get to Spruce, yeah. and then it was snowing. And Ooh, I know, it just came sideways. It, it was going. I thought, oh, we're good. But it's just really corny stuff and not so not so slippery. Yeah. You know, not too bad anyway. But I have a little question. Sure. I bought this little bear of cactus from you people about two years ago in memory of a friend of mine who passed away. She always had this little bear of cactus. Yeah. Well, it's the cutest little thing, but two of them, well, it's quite big now, uh, two of the, those little bulbs fell off, and they're sitting in the dirt. Would they reroot? Yes, they should. I they would, yeah. Yep. Well, I thought they would, yeah. Yep. I just left them. Yeah, just... Yeah. Now, will I have to... Because it's only in about a six-inch pot. I would. Uh, so what I would do is save them. Or? Yeah, look for the bottom of them, or you could even take them and take them into a, like a two-inch pot, Mary, with a little bit of soil or something. Yeah, and then just like just set them on there. Yeah, I'd like dig yeah. in a little bit, like put put the soil in the pot, like just like, make oh, a little oh, indent. Oh, it's a yeah, just a, and yeah, just, just a tiny little one. Yeah, and just look for where you kind of looks like it, there's a root starting or whatever, because there'll be yeah, a top look, and a bottom. Yeah, our, there's roots sort of coming out. Yeah, of the so side just place them. it in there and give it a little bit of water, because it they don't mind a little bit of water when they get going. Yeah, um, just, I know they're really wet when when I when I bought it. Yep. It was quite wet, but she had just transplanted it. I like um, when I bought it from you people. Yeah, and on there, and they will root up pretty easy. I love getting like certain times of year. If you just overwater your cactus too, yeah, you can no, get them I into don't. the blooming. No. no, but you can get them to bloom a little bit. It's sort of like the rains in the desert. You, oh. you don't want to keep them wet for too long. But if you water them, if you kind of do a little bit of research, depending on what cactus you have, if you give them a little bit of extra water at certain times, you can get them to bloom more because they'll go through what they think is their. their they go endings. through a raining. A, a, a wet period, and then they go uh, into their bloom cycle. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. when you know where I grew up in Drumheller, there was a lot of cactus in the hills. Eh? Yeah, and I wish I could find one. So some that get those beautiful we have them, flowers. We had them in. We we bring them in. There's a there is a propagator We're, now, and they will stay. Yeah, absolutely. At, in your home. Yeah, no, outside. Outside ones. Oh, yep. I don't want to stick them outside. <laughs> okay. I like stuff inside. Yeah, no. Well, you could well, probably grow them inside them. Inside then, eh? I don't know if they probably. I don't know why not. You could try. Well, you know, I've got these They're south hardy, windows, south and east windows. Yeah, because yeah. these ones are oh, the hardy plants. ones that are from the prairies and the desert. Um, so. Like the kind you see in Drumheller. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love those things. We used to go and look look at them. I thought they were the cutest thing. 
They're awesome. You, you know, when they start to bloom. But they only bloom once a year, though, don't they? Typically, yes. Yeah. But they bloom for a long time. They're like an orchid. Like, when yeah. they do bloom, they last they quite a long time. Yeah. They're such a neat yeah. plant for texture as well, just from the design point of view. We've, I know two folks in the city who who have um, hardy cactus outside, and they're just, yeah. they're all tucked in. Like now, Mary, where, you, where, where where would you plant it, Joanne, on your south side? Yeah, definitely on yeah, the south side. So both, in both occasions, sunny. they're on the garage, so soaking up that heat off the garage. Oh, yep, right yeah. in with some rocks. They look really pretty. Yeah, put them the in those garden. dry yeah, spots I, up I've against see, the house. I've seen them, you know, around Mizano, but yep. that's really desert country out there. You yeah. could do it right by your garage door. I know a yeah. perfect spot well, at your house. Yeah, that'd be good, Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to go, Mary. Yeah, no problem. You Thanks. have a good uh, new year. You, you too. too. Yeah. Happy, new Happy New Year, Mary. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right, we got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. That's why I'm Welcome back to this Sunday morning, and if you can't so tell that, the theme, <laughs> theme of the day is Sundays. Again, thanks to Brian, who uh, always, every Sunday morning when he's here with us, um, contributes greatly with all those great uh, themed Set tunes. the tone, yeah. Uh, I love it. Awesome. This Sunday feels easy. It feels like, Absolutely. I don't know, I just kind of had a beautiful morning to start. The sun is out. The wind is calmed down. Yeah, we got lots of beautiful text messages coming in. People should give us a call if you're brave. You want to come on air and ask some questions or share your gardening resolutions. Yeah, no, share some pictures, yeah. share some calls, we all had, that kind of fun stuff. Um, Paul had asked us earlier about his rosemary and then followed up with a great photo of lemons off of his tree. Um, and I love the point he made about how long they take to ripen. So his lemon and lime <laughs> trees are about 25 years old and they get about... Uh, same number of years as fruit, so about 25 to 30 uh, fruits off of each tree, which just sounds amazing. Um, I can't imagine the awesome things you can cook from your own lemons and limes, but if it starts to ripen in the late spring, summer, when do you... Yeah, that's when usually when they fruit out, and then that usually takes almost six months yeah. to ripen. Yeah, so you got to be patient. And you have to leave them on the vine yeah. to ripen. Don't get like, uh, in a hurry and pick them and put them on a windowsill. Wait right? till, yeah, that's not, it's not going to work like nope. a tomato right. or something else. you got to leave it on the vine and get let it ripen, get that nice yellow color. And mm. mine, I'm a little bit behind him on ours ripening. i got three or four on, on mine right now, mm-hmm. but a whole bunch of little ones. So it'll be interesting to see if they continue on. Um, looks like they're going to stick on and keep growing. Nice. I had to spray with Pure Spray Green again the other day because I did bring them yeah, from mites. outside. A little bit of spider mite. Yeah, they can get in there. And you guys moved too, right? So maybe that set them back no, a little bit. Getting no, them this in was a on new... the deck. Oh, we brought okay. them from outside. I always move them outside in the summer. And yeah, it is, give them that jump start. They love it because, yeah. I don't know, man, just the South hot. facing deck. Yeah, perfect yeah. for them. Super hot. Yeah. And then we got another one with, uh, what is it? The Desert Rose. Yeah. It, and it just refuses to leaf or bloom. It'll get one or two leaves once or twice, then they fall off. I've changed the soil, lightly fertilize. Um, what I would just make sure when you do water, let it dry out in between waterings, but give it a really good thorough watering. Take it into the sink, fill it up, 
flush it all the way through. Because <clears throat> sometimes if you just water a little bit, I'm not, I'm not too sure how you've been watering, but I would take it in, water it really thoroughly, make sure that ball and the root gets watered all the way to the bottom, and put it into the brightest spot in your house right now and just try and get that sun and get it revigorated with some uh, UV index. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I some. have a question for you on this one. I wish our listeners could see, um, but you can't on the radio. So this Desert Rose uh, photo from Ollie, thank you. It's got like a bulb on the bottom. I know a lot of our outdoor hardy roses are grafted. Yeah. Are these grafted as well? No, these no. are just okay. more like a, a bulb. And actually, we I imported a bunch of these from Thailand um, so they're a tropical plant, mm-hmm. um, so they come as a ball bare root, so not a big root structure. Okay. They're similar to a ponytail palm as oh, well. Okay, so there's some storage in that. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's they, an important yeah, part of they the plant. Tr- yeah, they transport fairly easy, mm-hmm. and just, it doesn't look like it's planted too deep, but I would almost, it looks like, to me, like I'd pull that up, and and just raise the bulb up about an inch and then put more soil in there just to fresh up. Would this up. be something where you could use those clay balls, those clay marbles? Would that um, help terracotta? Just to keep that uh, bulb at the base from getting kind of rotten or too too damp? It, it should, as long as you're using the right soil and you let it dry out in between. Because it looks really healthy. This looks like mm. it's in the dormant stage. So, again, I would... It, it, this might be another one where you want to use Rage Plus too. That might give it a little give it a kick boost. into and the soil. And would you put this one out on in a sheltered, sunny spot in the summer? Would you do that with a desert rose? Or would yeah, you, you could definitely. Inside? No, you could definitely. It could. It can take the sun, so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mind that. I would put it outside. It is. A, it is a succulent because a plant like that, where it holds, has that big reservoir in the base. Mm-hmm. Um, they can withstand the really dry, hot. So that's why I, they do like it. That so I would move it into the brightest spot into your house right now, and at the garden center, I got a, we got about twenty or thirty of them that we have them on the top shelf right now, and they're just starting to leaf out again. Okay, um, so they go through that sort of barren look. <laughs> For a it's bit when they're dormant. Get, yeah, yeah, it is to get them, and then they get revitalized. So, but we just we've moved them into the into the brighter spot. But and and sometimes we're guilty of it at the gardens where we just water a little bit on top. But mm. you got to get in. You got to fill it up three or four times. Let the water go all the way through the bottom. Come out the bottom mm-hmm. tray, and then that way you know that the roots at the bottom are getting watered, not just the top. Similar right. to what we talk about when yep. you water your trees outside. It, it seems so simple, but we all have to remind ourselves how to water well, properly because it's so important. No, even when I if I water my house plants, I'll put two or three jugs on most plants. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just let to get them flush it. through. Yeah, and I have a plastic Maybe bring tray in the, the bottom. Sink. Absolutely yep. no, yep. and usually do that every like sort of. Two or three times a year, yeah. But in between, not the, every time. No, nope. but give them a good soak and a good yeah. flush through. If you have a smaller yep. one, you can definitely do that. On the other side of plants looking bare and dormant, Lynn from Didsbury sent in a beautiful <coughs> picture of her Christmas cactus, and it is in its fourth bloom so far. It's gorgeous. Well, look at, and then we got yeah. this uh, gorgeous blooming. It says hi, Merle. My mom wanted to ask about her corn plant, and perhaps it's called a fortune plant because it flowered. Apparently, it's rare to happen. Is this something she should keep flowering? Um, it has a really strong lilac. Nice. Uh, all bl- all plants will bloom at one time, but this one is blooming gorgeous. It is like a interior corn plant. Look at it, just blooming like crazy. Yep. Again, I wish listeners could see what we can see. Thanks so much for the good photos. That helps us a lot to yeah. ID things and tell how where the status, see and, how they're and, doing there. And typically, and I'm just trying to see if there is one on there of the pot. 
Because typically when they when they do bloom, it's more when they get stressed out, like a plant. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't look stressed out at all. It looks super healthy. There's new growth coming out the top. Um, it looks looks great. So it's uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think these corn plants tend to flower at night. So that strong scent, the fact that they're white, um, that kind of is a indicator that they're probably in the wild, pollinated by. Um, probably a moth or a bat or something that's going to be really depending on that fragrance from the bloom Um, and not so much the visual, right? That's why it's probably white and kind of showy in that way, but, and the smell is gorgeous bloom, but you you Mm. won't get a ton of blooms on it. Um, It'll happen probably every five years, something like that, Mm -hmm. four or five years. Just when conditions are just right. Yeah, maybe it's got no. just a, a pinch it, of stress or something. Yeah. And, it just... and that's usually what, if it, it maybe dried out a bit, because it looks like it's still in the original pot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how a lot of times people get plants to, to bloom again. Yeah, give you them guys... a little stress. You got to make them think in a way that they're kind of not going to make it. So then they go into reproduction mode, right? Yeah. So um, we had a great question come through. And just speaking about house plants, John asks, what are the best plants to clean air in cool bedrooms? Um, and I see this all the time. This is all over, you know, things like Pinterest and house people, you know, top house plants for clean air quality. Um, just thinking about if it's a cool bedroom, it's I'm just going to guess it's probably north facing too. So pretty low light. So things like peace lily, sansevieria, spider plant, um, any others you can think of, Merle? Those are kind of my top three. There's, I know they can survive with very low light. They're yeah, very those good are at, uh, two of your best here. ones, like the piece of light. Aloe vera can take a little bit low light. Yeah. I'd put it in the brightest spot you can in those spots, but they're, they're, they're very good. They're good in cool, cool yep. temperatures and not super cool, but cool as in inside your home. Yes. So in the winter, it's great to let your succulents get a little cooler because they're going dormant for the winter and you won't want to water them too much. Um, so yeah, those would be good ones for for cleaning the air in bedrooms. Pothos, another good one that yeah. will take low light, yeah. and it's a good one for your for your bedroom stuff like that. Um, some other ones, if you have brighter light, like the jasmine, is nice has a little nice fragrance mm-hmm. that you can have in your oh, bedroom. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, dracaena. I know we've got a dracaena in our office, and there's really no natural light that gets in there, sort of ambient from the shop, but that one does really well, and we've got it with a neon green pothos, and they're sort of growing together. Yeah, they look, they're becoming one. (laughs) All right, and we need to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7425. Um, we've been talking lots about houseplants and different things and uh, and garden resolutions a little bit. Yeah. And, and some trends. Um, another one is bringing water again into the outdoors, but not necessarily the big pond or the big waterfalls. It's more It's simplified. water features with low maintenance. Yeah, like those <laughs> basalt um, rocks. Yep, we, the gurgler rocks or even just a really, I mean, I think um, you and Brad do such an awesome job with Zoe ordering in really cool uh, water feature, just like cast concrete. Yeah. Um, there's one I saw, I think last summer, it was just a, a cast concrete bowl full of these beautiful stones. The pump was below it. The water just gurgled up. It wasn't like yeah. a fountain, splashy kind of thing. 
I would see honeybees at that. I would Absolutely. see the, the yellow finches would be over there drinking. And it was just such a um They're one of the subtle. best things in your yard, especially in yeah. Calgary. It's quite dry, when you, especially when you get into the city, into the suburbs. There's not a lot of sitting water and things for, right. for birds oh, and bugs. especially by end of summer. Um, so, yeah. Last week we were talking about habitat, and that's another really good way to... Get your 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 color of the year blue, yeah, <laughs> and provide a little bit of um, you know sustenance for for our and they our are maintenance free, like buzzing friends. Those basalt rocks, <laughs> and they're not that much. Like depending on the size of the rock and things, you can spend anywhere between three to fifteen hundred or two thousand sure. yeah, dollars, depending. They can go up pretty quick. Yeah, and if but you like they to dig yourself, the cost goes down. Obviously, if you like to do some of the digging and things like yeah. that. Um, so, but I kept mine going last year all the way until February until it got that minus 40. Wow. That's, and that's going hard. And we had yeah. ours at the store going until Christmas, and then just with the break, no one was there to fill yeah. it up as Moving much. Moving water won't freeze, right? No, just and then keep the pump, an eye on your pump. Because the pump heats up the cavity underneath there, mm-hmm. and then it just circulates, but you get the ice on top. But I was amazed at how many birds would come to our house and uh, and use it in the wintertime. Yeah, it's so. amazing that they know, right? It's like they, they well, come and they discover and then they tell their friends. They hear they hear the wada. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, we've just, got some callers here. It's like some guys on Friday night. They hear the tap of the beer thing oh, pouring. And they come, they come running <laughs> they with come empty mugs. Running. There you go. All right, let's go to Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. Oh, hi. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Okay. My, my son bought a house in September, and he went out and bought about 10 perennials in little pots. Yep. Lilac, some little, I don't know what they are, um, evergreeny type things. And he didn't get them planted, so he's got them sitting in his garage, which has a fair bit of light, and he's watering them and opening the garage door to let the light in in the afternoon. And, the, like, the lilacs leaf down and got a white bloom on it. And the other plants have got little green leaves. Yeah. Are they gonna, can he plant them in the spring? Are they going to die? Or uh, He would have been better off, um, honestly, just maybe letting them freeze, like stick them in a shady corner, fill, cover them with snow, and let them oh. go through their dormant stage. Okay. Um, and they have leaves on them right now? Yeah. Yeah, so you don't want to put them out. So I would just continue to let them grow, do their thing. Um in there, do what he's doing, plant them in the spring, and then hopefully they'll kick into the normal life cycle. But they do need that dormant period. Um, so so typically, like we, we store pots um, that we don't sell that get left over in, in our nursery and things like that. But what we do is we put them all together. We put them into a shadier spot. Um, we try to cover them with snow, um, some of that, just to keep them frozen for the winter. Um, but the method you're doing is a little bit different. They're not going to get that dormant stage. Um, yeah, I, I thought they'd die in the pot, so I told them not to stick them outside. Yeah, if, if you just stuck them out and left them on the deck in the full sun, they would definitely die in the in the pots. But they, they, yeah, yeah, they survive as long as they stay frozen and they go through that dormant. They just you put like I said, you just cover them. Some people put um, some straw around them or or just bury them in the pots right into the ground, but you're, you're at where you're at now and I wouldn't stick them outside to put them into the frozen state right now and then no. do that. I would just go through what you're doing now right till spring, plant them in the spring and then let them just sort of figure out the cycle that they're in and, uh, and go from there. Okay. We'll it's, it's, that's, the that's just sort of where you're at, right? It'll be a, a 50, 50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Risking well, it. Right now, we've got a nice lilac blooming in the garage. Yeah. So just enjoy that and 
and then just let it do its thing and uh, and then hopefully in the in the spring you'll plant it it'll just go back onto uh, its growing cycle and uh, and continue on lilac are hardy yeah very lilac hardy. are very hard to kill so i think um yeah keep it dormant and let it do its thing in the spring get them in the ground and put some good fertilizer on them when we plant them. Yep, good soil, good aged compost, good fertilizer, any of that should do great. And then once they get established, it might take two to three years to really get them, you know, where they start to really take off. Um, then you really won't have to do much to them at all. Okay, yeah. thanks so much. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Debbie. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, that's sometimes uh, the procrastination and, and some of you think you're doing... Oh, I've got a couple of plants and pots that didn't make it this, well, that's, this it's, year. It'll be interesting. They, she gets, they get to enjoy the lilacs blooming yeah. and things like that, so why yep. not? But we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head didn't hurt welcome back to let's talk gardening and the Sunday mornings I imagine a few people's heads hurt once in a while <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe sleep it off that's the nice thing with this show and uh, I always tend never to Saturday nights are my quiet nights now yeah. <laughs> you don't want to yeah Two hours of talking with a sore throat and a sore head. Not fun. No, we no. got to be we got to be laser focused exactly. for this garden show, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we got a text from uh, Dwight. Happy New Year! I started this pineapple plant last June from the top of a plant, oh, a pineapple. That. Just wondering if eventually it will produce another pine. Absolutely. Yep, they will. They'll probably be a lot smaller than <laughs> what you see in the grocery store. Yeah. Um, and then uh, pineapple are a lot like carrots. They love a kind of sandy loam soil. So I just responded to you there, Dwight, with um, kind of a mix. You can use two parts. Uh, uh, but it looks super healthy, especially in the wintertime like this. Like it's getting lots of new growth. Yep. Um, and, and Dwight, he knows how to grow some stuff. Oh, yeah. So Two parts organics, whatever you've got. One part sand and two parts soil um, should be good. And I think the pot that it's in looks great. It looks to be like a five to ten gallon pot there, which is pretty decent size. Yeah, just make sure good drainage. Yeah, yeah, they're just very fibrous, right? Um, and you can see that when you when they start to grow from that sort of kitchen scrap gardening thing. You're doing all the right things. If you get a pineapple, it'll probably be about the size of your fist, and you might have to wait a really long time and give it lots of supplemental. And why is that? Light. Do you think? Um, well, we're Calgary, not Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I think just there's so much extra um, supplemental uh, help that they need. Just, you know, we're going to be giving them yeah. synthetic light, synthetic heat. Uh, it's not ambient. So uh, in that way, you know, yeah, you can do a lot of these I, kitchen I wonder, scrap things you, with you get, but. Like, you know, we get those tropical plants, the pineapples in the store, and yeah. they're always a small pineapple. Yeah. I just wonder if those are a different variety. But they if you, could be. But if you are growing it from the ones that you get in the store, like him, like, so it is the yeah. real variety. Yeah. Because it looks quite big. But I know when you see them in the fields in Mexico, they are quite large. Yeah. Um, and they're grown for size, right? So maybe yeah. they are, at, you know, it's, maybe they be are. interesting to see. And if anybody can do it i think dwight uh uh it's a call out everybody if you've grown a if you've done this so if you take a pineapple and you cut the greens off at the top but you keep a little bit of the pineapple itself you can set that in water or soil and it'll start to root um and dwight's sent up sent us a picture it shows uh it's probably 18 to 24 inches high yeah, yeah. but lots of new growth it's healthy yeah. if, if nothing else you have a beautiful sort of healthy like bromeliad type plant growing no he'll be uh 
Dwight, you'll be sending us pictures of pineapples. I know it before too long. Right beside his if cannabis. Can do it. Dwight can do it. Yeah, <laughs> right beside his cannabis one. Yep. And so after you have a puff, you might be a little thirsty. Oh. <laughs> you eat your pineapple. Make a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, there you go. A little pina colada. <laughs> maybe. On a, maybe on a Sunday night, not a pina Saturday. Pina colada would be good right now, actually. <laughs> Okay. It's w- I'm going to stick with my coffee, but you sure? <laughs> okay. They always taste good. And uh, I was just, I just, you get a flashback up to the pool. There you go. On your vacation. Pina colada. Was it a good uh, idea? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's 9 a.m. It's perfect. All right. Let's go to Lorene. No, actually, sorry. We're going to go to Marge first. I just sorry about that. Bit. Hello, Marge. Hello. How can we help you? Um, I have about 10 orchids. Oh, nice. I want to repot them. Okay. What do I do with those air roots? I know I can't, I shouldn't cut them off, but do I tuck them into the soil? Yeah, you typically do. And what I'm going to do, Marge, and for, uh, this is a little bit longer question I, than I looked up the clock. I realized that I'm right at the end of the hour. I'm just going to put you on hold, and then we'll go into a repotting um, thing to help you out and get it all done. Because this is a good question that a lot of people mm-hmm. like to know the answer. Um, so let me just put you on hold, and then right after the break, we'll get right back to you. Okay. Thank sure. you. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. All right. Yeah, I didn't realize until I looked up, and then mm-hmm. I realized. Uh, but that's a good question, because right now, at this time of year, you're going to get a lot of plants in your house that do need repotting, mm-hmm. and we're just heading into the repotting time is yep. when days are starting to get longer. You can start to tinker a little bit, Absolutely. Yeah. No, the days, it's amazing. You can already feel they go a little bit longer, and the way you go, and uh, this is the time where you want to revitalize a lot of your plants and rejuvenate, repot, and all that fun stuff. All right, we're going to take a quick break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Sunday Morning here on Let's Talk Gardening. And it uh, must be good to just write songs about Sunday morning. I uh, wonder if they're written on Sunday mornings. Eh? I don't know. It's like, what happened Saturday to just turn into such a beautiful song for Sunday morning? Yeah, you know, just sort of <laughs> chilling, sitting back. But let's go back. We're going to yeah, chat, with, chat Marge with Marge again and talk about her orchids. Hi, Marge. Welcome Hi. back. Oh, yes. So you have 10 orchids that you're looking to transplant. Repot, yeah. yeah. Um, how big are they for the most part? Well, they vary in sizes, but some of them are like five, six years old. So okay. They're not, they're not little. Okay. Um, sometimes um, with orchids, and they won't have huge root systems, if you want, you can get some, like you can go to a bigger pot too, like a eight or a 10-inch pot, right. and put two or three of them into one pot. Oh, they like a companion. Yeah, they don't mind that, but I like it too, because then it also, when one's blooming, the other one isn't sometimes, so you'll get Mm -hmm. more consistency, and they do like growing in little families like that, and little clones-like, so... Structurally, it's nice too, right? Ah. They can support each other. Well, they look better too. You know, you have a nice big pot full of them, and then they look healthy um, that way, so get them into a nice bright light. Um, and we have those new clay balls and we and uh, some orchid pots that you you just transplant so you don't use a moss or anything. You just you can put them right into these clay balls. 
Oh, see, I'm up by Red Deer. Yeah, so. okay. You can go to Maybe some of the garden. Yeah, go up there, and then they'll have an orchid mix. I'm not sure sir, if they'll have those clay balls, but the okay. orchid mix is great. And you just, you, uh, if you can get the orchid pots, it is much better. Yeah, um, with the airflow on the through the through the sides with right. the holes. Yeah, right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. No, like I said, I wouldn't hesitate to put two or three in a pot together. Um, it just creates that nice feature, and they do love working, um, living together like that. And when you when when you water, take them into the sink, flush it all the way through, right. and then give it a little fertilizer after that. And. Some of them are, you know how African violets will kind of grow out yep. uh, along. Now, I've got a couple of the orchids that have done that. How deep do I plant them? Um, not that deep. Like just like a half inch, like... Because they'll they'll send in their air roots into there. You want to you want to send them in there so they're stable, okay. if that makes sense. Okay, yep. Okay, yeah. I'm okay. waiting for a while too because on my bloom, I had one that bloomed and then I didn't cut back the stem, and I got three baby orchids growing off of that. Oh, and I have never had them grow off, but they rebloom all the time. Yeah, and this one didn't for whatever reason it rebloomed once or twice, and then in this last time it sent out three new baby three orchids. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I'm waiting for them to get a bit more root on them before I transplant them. I've left them on there for, it's been three months or so now. Oh, yeah. So I'm just waiting for a little bit of root structure to come off them. Then I'm going to take them and transplant the whole thing into a bigger pot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks, Marge. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Lorene on the the phone lines. Good morning, Lorene. Good morning. How are you today? Pretty good. A little sore. Was tobogganing yesterday. <laughs> well, isn't it amazing what muscles you use tobogganing that you don't think that you haven't used in a long time? It's <laughs> wrong to say I'm buttered. Yeah, yeah it's the it's those core muscles, right? Because you're clenching, you hit the bumps. <laughs> Anticipation it, of pain. Same after skiing, like, why does my butt hurt besides crashing on it? But your butt is from tightening it. <laughs> like it just good glutes. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so how can we help you? Let's get back to something a little easier on our bodies. Well, I really like black pepper, and I find that um, I'd like to grow my own. Okay. Can I grow black peppercorns here? Um, You should be able to so we can get um, the, the seed source, like the proper seeds. It's one that is it's not a quick grower, um, so the results aren't... Um, it's something that isn't readily done. Yeah. yeah. So the germination on peppercorn is a little bit longer than you might expect. It can be discouraging. Um, but don't go out and use the peppercorn from the store because generally okay. that's been like radiated or it's been treated in a way that it won't germinate because they want it to stay dry and be ground into pepper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, Merle, you're right, of just sourcing the right peppercorn to begin with and then giving it as close to a zone 10 environment as you can because that's yeah, kind of where it grows naturally. Plant, yeah. yeah, it'd be inside. Indoor, indoor yeah. 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 Yep, under lights with a little heat. So that one you might have to order the seeds. I'll, I'll, I'll ask Shane and that with uh, Wild Rose Heritage Seeds and a couple of the other seed people we deal with and see if I can get the get the peppercorn seed. Um yeah. And uh, and I'll let you know because we're we're just getting into our seed season right now, so we're chatting with all our suppliers right now and getting all. We'll be should they should be in stock next week. I think our seeds oh, arrive. 
So one thing that when I travel to foreign countries, I <laughs> try and bring back peppercorns because they're so much fresher. Absolutely. Unbelievable oh. compared to what you get in the store. Yeah, yep, that's true. Better well, flavor. Well, isn't it nice though? Yeah, when I know exactly what you're saying because you, you, when you crack your when you're when you're you're uh, milling your pepper, mm. and sometimes yeah. you can get the fragrance of a good fresh one, and then other times it just feels like you might as well just put dust on it, right? Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like there's no flavor at all. So exactly. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, when you're on your yeah, travels. Yeah, absolutely. No, and and then even on your travels, if you, if you're getting it, but then you just gotta be careful bringing it into Canada on the regulations. Something like that you might have to mail, um, <laughs> yeah, from the other country into. Let your... them know you're bringing it through. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I always do. And then just share that recipe for your tamales, and I'm sure they'll let you write in. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Rick. Have a great day. You Thanks, too. You too. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. We haven't, last weekend, we had the ton, I think everybody was from out of town almost. We had lots yeah. of out of town callers. Yeah, we did. And today we haven't had anybody from out of town. We yeah. had a few. Um, in, Good. Uh, oh, High River with Mary. Yes. And then some local calls here. Thanks for calling in and uh, sharing your, your questions and the things you'd like to try, new things, your resolutions. Um, and even just sharing beautiful photos. And, and we got another one, and I know you answered online, but we'll mm. we'll mention it because I'm sure a few people have this, where you have the like the 30 year old Christmas cactus oh, yeah. that uh, your it's mom or your grandma along. has passed on to you, yeah. or or you've had it that long, and you start seeing the brown bark. Um, one of the best things to do on something like that is is this one is probably about two, three feet long, wide sort of thing. A little scratch. Like you can see some of the older growth. It gets a little darker, a little um, flaky, kind of brownish. And it's just not fulfilled, right? So what I would do is... I would take at least a, a th- half of this thing off. Like, just go through with scissors and just make a nice even ball on top of the pot, and then I transplant it at that time, and then just let it reflush out. It, it's just called like rejuvenation. And some of those real spindly, empty-looking ones on the bottom, I would just cut those right off because they're they're to revitalize those is gonna it's gonna take a lot of energy out of your plant to do that. So you're better off just to cut a lot of that off. Just create a nice ball about eight inches high and just let it reflush out. And then as you see it do that, you'll see some of them where there's nothing will come on and it, they'll die back a bit, which is fine. And then you just slowly cut those off over the next couple months. But And then you'll have a great revitalized Christmas cactus and you'll probably get blooms in Easter, um, something like that. And mm-hmm. you should be good to go. So there we go. All right. Where are we at for time? And uh, I know getting ready for the Canada-Russia game. I think that starts at 11, so uh, everybody's getting pumped up for that, for <laughs> our uh, our Boxing Day Christmas vacation rituals. Is, uh, I haven't caught as many games as I like this year, so anyways, that's besides the point. Let's <laughs> There's go. still time. There's still time. We're going to yes. watch it today. <laughs> Let's go to Kim. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Have you got all your Christmas stuff put away? No, we're no. still we still have it out for <laughs> okay. another week we're, until we still the, have our tree up. Yeah, until the thirteenth, we're uh, then we'll then we start packing up some stuff. But for the most part, we leave it on sale and we have our uh, Boxing Day. Oh, I was talking about in my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. That too. Well, they say Tuesday we're supposed to see uh, Old Man Winter come around. Yeah. Again. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, anyhow, I just live north of Strathmore, and we have collected from Saskatchewan, the family farm, and we call it prickly pear yeah. cactus. Yeah. I, I know Mary was talking. And so I live north of Strathmore, and I have a ton of it growing. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, and it is in full sun and part shade. It does well in both of those zones. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all good, and and yes, they're beautiful once they flower. Oh my goodness! And they do well in pottings too, um, succulent pottings. You know, yep. during yep. the summer season. Have you and, ever grown one inside? I know that was one of Mary's questions. She was wondering if you could grow those prickly pear like on a year round, or do they need that dormant state? I think they need that dormant state. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be careful not to put it in too moist of soil. No, like, no, they're example. a cactus. They want yeah, it. Yeah, they exactly. need those those hard to grow areas you got in your yard where Rocky it's that spots. super hot up yep. against the foundation. Yeah. Where nothing yeah. else will live. That's why exactly. when you look at annuals like portulaca, you know, yeah. that grows yeah. so well. It's similar, right? Uh, but it's yeah. a, but it's well, an you can annual. mix those. There's and there's there's a few other nice succulents that you can create that dead spot in your yard. Exactly. And put the proper plants. You put a couple of yuccas in there. A couple of those Some cactus ice plants. I yeah, just got absolutely. into those this last summer, and I love them. I've got yeah. um, rundle stone in my front yard, and it gets really hot because it's a dark gray and yeah. it's south yeah. facing. And the ice plants, the hardy ice plants, just blanketed. You couldn't even see the stone. It was so wow. nice. And hens wow, and chicks. Wow. You know, there's always hens and chicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. Know, the, the girl who grows everything, and yet I probably, I, I had so much hens and chicks years ago, and now you're lucky if you have one that's going to survive for you. Huh. Yeah, maybe it's in the growing. You know what? I get a lot in my yard. Um, magpies come, and they tear off the little pups, all the little chicks. They just tear okay. them off, and they toss them. And I think... I used to get out there and chase them or tell my kids, run out and chase them away. But now I just have hens and chicks growing everywhere because they kind of toss them for me. So. They're propagated by Mother <laughs> yeah, Nature's yes. creatures. You bet. By our okay, feathered well, friends. Hey, you guys, all the best in 2020. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you, Kim. Show. Thanks, okay. Kim. Thanks Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great calls today. Yeah, That's awesome. If you'd like to join us, we're going to take a quick break. But after that, the phone lines will be wide open. We're calls on 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and I'm Earl Coons, and I'm here with Joanna Chudy, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted tree care company for pruning or removal. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And a little bit of landscaping, a little bit of houseplants. Yeah, we do it all. We do it all. We got you covered. We got you. (laughs) We all throw Uh, on our work boots and work hard. I um we got also another one we're talking about the prickly pear cactus a fair bit yes. today. Um and we got a message from Kevin and it is says I use prickly, prickly pear cactus to prevent cats from digging. Now, that would definitely do the trick and uh yeah. So he just he goes out to the pasture so he must be out east yeah. and, of of Calgary and uh and finds them. It's so neat though and if you do travel like to Dinosaur Provincial Park. Like oh, you just go down there, by yeah. Brooks. 
It's just so weird how it changes, though, right? Yeah. You're, you're driving, like you're in the prairie, brush and, and then all of a sudden cactus. you go into the valley, and then yep. you're just like, you know, feel like you're in Arizona. And- we have a fantastic landscape client that um, uh, lived for a long time in Drumheller and now lives near closer to Cochrane. Yeah. So huge shift for them and what they can grow and, you know, how big they were thinking things would get and... Um, it's been really neat to touch base with them and see. Uh, you've done lots of planting. We've done lots out there with, with yeah. Mr. Lister. Yeah, with uh, Dean and Fung. They have a beautiful homestead, and they're yeah. um, really interested in growing food um, and, and increasing that sort of natural environment for A passion for natural, too, right? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. What, yep. It's pretty cool. He's got an orchard. He's got a greenhouse there. He grows a ton of um, perennial food crops, which is really cool to see. It's That's my bag. I love that. So it's pretty cool to... Um, Watch them find little cheats or little um, shortcuts where you can you can't really mimic Drumheller in Cochrane. No, no, uh, and he's in can, a, and he's he's pick, definitely picked a, a a tougher spot to try to grow some of the yep. stuff. He's in the yep. just on the edge on the west northwest edge of Bear's yep, Paw, that big ridge there. But he's cool. kind of tucked in. But they do yep. raised beds. They mulch heavily. They've got a greenhouse. Yep. Um, Again, choosing perennial type crops, uh, choosing plants that it's easy. They're sort of short, short-lived, and easy to save seed from, um, and just mixing them all together with sort of edible food forest. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the phone line. We'll chat with Dale. Good morning, Dale. Um. Thank you. How are you today? I I just had a question about onions. Yes. Um. I buy onions out of the grocery store. Yeah, and they say your eyes are supposed to water. <laughs> <laughs> Yours aren't. <laughs> I don't. I find that doesn't happen as much anymore. No, but if you pull onions out of the garden, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden your eyes are just. I honestly, I think, I, I think, because so much of the food that we eat from the grocery store is growing so fast that it loses. I think some Potency. of those, yeah, some of those yep. characteristics, some of that flavor, some of those things that I agree. Like I remember cutting onions, and I've cut onions a few times, and it doesn't happen anymore. Like you just don't get it unless. But yeah, that's interesting. That's a that's a very good point. But there was a lot of flavor. Oh, tons! But now it's almost, and I think that's why a lot of people are starting to grow a lot yeah. of their own stuff, trying to find a little bit more locally. Onions shouldn't be bland. Well, they're and there for that punch of. We're too good at storing flavor. things too. Yeah. Sometimes some stuff, like when you see fresh apples. In the in the grocery store today, is it BC? Well, that thing's been stored for yeah, but six they months. but the storage on orchard crops in be in this country is like yeah. it's through the roof scientific. Like they're the atmosphere controlled and temperature controlled. They're they're uh, they're set but up. I wonder on what BC's. that does to the flavor and oh, yeah, yeah. Think, as things and, age, yeah, for sure. I mean, the you can't get the, better than fresh from no, your own garden. So Dale, that's a that's a very very good comment on that because I just had a flashback of I remember sitting there cutting onions for some and then your eyes are just watering like crazy. Yeah, but it's I, like the onions out of the grocery store. They don't have any flavor at all. Yeah. It, it takes me back to a, a summer I worked in a deli and every, I don't know, whatever it was, like Wednesday morning I'd have to start off slicing onions and it was I was my face was wrecked for the rest of the day. I couldn't. I, I would have to slice so like have you 40 noticed pounds. that lately? Like- um, you know what? I, I had just, I was getting ready to go out the other day. I had to cut onions. I'd kind of just done myself up, but I'm not a big makeup wearer. But I'd Did already, you cry? I cried and I was thinking like, oh, I should have. 
I should have cut onions and then and gone where, and like. Where did you get those onions? Is that the they right were, here? They were from Costco. Right um, but I'm weird like that. I um, any onion will make me cry. So I grow um, Egyptian onions, which they're also called walking onions. They are um, a perennial onion that grows here in in Alberta uh, very easily. You would not have to give them much love. They they tend to propagate themselves pretty quickly. But they, I let them get really big, and I'll pull up the whole plant just to thin them down. And so they almost look more like uh, shallots. And yep. man, those, I can't, as soon as I pull them up, as soon as I disturb the plant at all, my eyes are watering like crazy. Oh, so there, there you go, Dale. <laughs> but I found if you wash them, if you wash some of that sort of milky oniony um, juice out of there so it doesn't sort of splash when you cut them, that helps a lot. So oh. kind of slice them in half, give them a rinse. And then you can go back to cutting them, and it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, well, when yeah. you pull them out of the garden, don't wipe your eyes. Yeah, that's true. I know it's like I got dirt and tears all over my face. And nobody like wants chicken me to wings cook dinner. And then rub your eyes. Don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> they get out of the grocery store, they got no taste. Yeah. No, yeah. so it's They're always good to... probably far traveled. Yeah, no, yeah. so we're trying to... And they say something like... Your, well, I know they don't freeze onions, but a lot of your frozen... Um, Fruits and that have more nutrients than the fresh stuff because, because they're flash frozen. Yeah, they're right frozen away. on site. So wow, yeah, so. state of our food. All right, days. Dale. I'll give it a try. Thank you. All right, take care, sir. Have a good one. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, we got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. <laughs> Set to a little sip of coffee there. <laughs> the light goes on. Is there pina colada? Yes. Ooh. All right. All right. <laughs> now on that note. I love that last call though before we went to break about um, onions and we had another one about potatoes. How come we get potatoes out of the store and they're always green? Uh, and I hope people know that you really shouldn't eat potatoes that have turned green. They've been exposed to light, and there's something going on in them that uh, makes them not that much fun to eat and potentially even yeah. poisonous. So yeah. just touches on uh, food storage and food sourcing and, um, yeah. you know, even... No, and we do have to store things. Like, we yeah. do live in a climate where Absolutely. obviously we can't get fresh. Yeah. Laureen, the caller that uh, called about uh, um, peppercorns, she had a really great point about teaching food storage and preservation to kids. How come, you know, this is, a, it's a bit reviving, you know, with kind of like millennials and around that age group, but teaching kids how to can things, teaching kids how to dry stuff in a dehydrator, um, I don't know, making yep. your own mixes and your spice mixes and that, it doesn't take that much. And sometimes that's a really awesome way to build community, keep, right. keep your family and, busy. And we got, a, we got a, a good question to get back onto some gardening as well. Mm. And obviously. Good morning. A bit early, but I'm thinking and excited about another growing season. I'd yeah. like to know what will give my fruit trees a good jump on the growing this spring. I have an area with 20 fruit trees, pears, different apples, cherries. Nice. What fertilizer would put down to get them going? Or how would you amend the soil to give them nutrients they require? One of the biggest things what I would do with that, if, if they're all in kind of one general area, is I would set up a drip watering system. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very inexpensive. It's the half inch or three quarter inch drip tube and then just at each tree, you poke a hole and you put an emitter at each tree. And then that way, when you when you water, all the water goes in slow and deep, gets in there, 
and uh, and would give them the the right nutrients and the right water where you need it. And I would give them first thing I would do in the spring, as soon as the ground's going and you see a little bit of a is a really really good deep watering. Mm-hmm. And then I would I would start fertilizing with fifteen thirty fifteen. Um, it's a water soluble that mix in. Um, and I would do depending on how big your trees are. Um, I would at least do a five gallon pail every couple of weeks, sort of from May up until July. And then that just gets the soil revitalized and get some nutrients down into it. Um, things of that sea soils, another great one to add to it for nutrients mm-hmm. or the evolve, um, yep. evolved, um, tree and shrub yep. fertilizer. Um, and even again, just your point of touching on watering practices, just before you even get into fertilizer and soil amendments, just think of your very basic practices. I think big one for fruit trees, the water, of course, Especially and then the mulching spring, create, need a, that to- yep, create a well around the base there. Um, yep. It doesn't have to be deep, but just mulch it. It will also help with a lot of um, insects that tend to hatch out of the soil and climb up the trunk and cause problems. Um, you'll be able to control that environment a little bit better. So desod, uh, get all the quack grass or whatever is underneath and mulch uh, with either aged like bark mulch or yeah, uh, aged compost the, could be like a slow release fertilizer and a mulch at the same yeah, time. Yeah, even our greened up lawn fertilizer, it's the perfect formulation for, for, fruit? for fruit trees. Mm-hmm. So for each tree, you could probably put two or three cups, um, sprinkle it around the soil, around the drip line of the tree and, uh, and, and rake it in nicely, mm-hmm. put that underneath your mulch. Um, put your sea soil or whatever you're going to use on top of that. and But the, one of the most important things is, is the water first thing in the spring because your plant or your tree at that time, they're, they're setting their buds, they're going to flower, they're, they're f- using all that nice foliage. They need that mm. moisture to fulfill all those. Yep. If, if they're short on moisture in the spring... Mother Nature is very smart. It just shuts down. And first thing it does is shut down on foliage and it'll shut down on the fruit. And is do it- you see this um, with apples especially? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people will notice they'll go through these boom and bust seasons with apples. Um, and it won't always be consistent across the city, but more on your, depending on what you're doing on your property. So like my neighbors will have um, just a ton of apples and me, maybe not so much on mine. And that's because I skipped that early spring watering um, I didn't get that fertilizer aged compost in there to help them uh, get a kickstart. And so the tree's already stressed and it's probably gonna um, it's probably gonna show that effect even into next season. Yeah. So that's a it's really important with fruit trees and in this uh, area that the caller is talking about with the twenty different fruit trees, that's that sounds like a beautiful little orchard, right? Yeah, and be careful at this time of year when the mountain, we got lots of snow. Mm-hmm. Go outside and just pull the snow away from the trunk just to make sure the mice and that aren't crawling up underneath mm-hmm. that snow. They, the they love bark. doing that to fruit trees, yeah. especially when we have deep snow like we have. But this is great. Like we very rarely get deep snow through um, November, December, like we've had this this year. So we're yep. to, So there's lots of hopefully moisture in the ground. So it should set up ourselves for a really good growing season coming up with the amount of moisture we're going to have in the ground, which is which is awesome. But let's go to the phone lines. And what we have for time. Well, actually, right on break time here. Is there another text? Here, we got yeah. one more here. And this one I'll read to you and you can answer. This year will be my first year growing veggies and herbs in raised containers. I worry about the container's material. Does plastic or chemicals from the pressure-treated woods leach into the foods? Great question. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 
So yeah, the the short answer is yes. Uh, whatever you're putting in contact with your soil is going to have some effect. So if if there are chemicals in uh, the wood you're using because you you chose to go with pressure treated, that is going to be moist and warm and and basically and there leaching is two out into types that soil. Of pressure treat. Like so, if you if you if you make sure if you are sourcing your lumber, the non carcinogenic yes. um, type of preservative. Or cedar is better yet. Yeah, yeah just good, go better, with cedar. Yep. Cedar is the pine one. and spruce and that untreated is going to warp too much. Um, and they rot just, quick, And they quickly. rot really quick. Yeah. So if it's a bit um, of an investment, but it will last longer. So just natural uh, western red cedar, whatever you can get your hands on as far as cedar goes. Um, plastic, I wouldn't worry too much about plastics, but, like pots, nursery but stock pots. You know pots. when they talk about the water bottles, like certain ones give like off BPA that. Like BPA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some of that, but uh, I would worry I, I, if you're going to do raised beds, uh, just focus on wood Absolutely. more than anything else. Yeah. I have seen some really neat ones done with um, wanna, galvanized metal, yes. like food, feed troughs and uh, yep. that for agricultural purposes make really great raised beds. As long as you've got good drainage, no reason you couldn't yeah, use those. Yeah, in the bottom of those. Yep. Um, Altador Community Garden has a really cool uh, setup with their raised beds. They're all that sort of uh, <coughs> galvanized metal. So you could check those out uh, and see if you like that look. Um, and they do heat up quite nicely, just like the wood. So you're extending your shoulder seasons. All right. And yeah. here's a quick reminder. We got a text. Hi, I missed most of the program. Where and when can I listen? Oh, good. Um, you good can question. listen online all the time on qr77.com, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on podcasts, so you can go subscribe to any podcast on Spotify, Apple, all the ones, all the major ones. We're on mm-hmm. there. Just this search Let's Talk Gardening and we'll come up. Um, and then also on the website, there's one that's called the Radio Archives. You can go on there and you can listen to old shows, but they only keep two or three weeks on there. So if you are doing a podcast, it's a little bit easier way to find us and uh, and listen to shows that you've missed or any of that kind of fun stuff. All right. Right now, we got to go for a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Joanne Chudy. And we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat uh, with Kim. Not the same Kim, but we will go to her after. Um, this is Kim with the lawn underneath the spruce tree. Good morning, Kim. Hi, good morning. How morning. can we help you? Um, I was actually just calling to get some advice to reestablish lawn underneath the spruce tree. Okay. Oh, that's like the search for the Holy Grail around here. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those battles that it, it's a tougher one to do. So a lot of times I recommend people, uh, I just remove the, the sod or the grass from underneath the spruce tree and I'll just put bark mulch down. I'll add a couple boulders or a feature driftwood. I was hoping to avoid that. Yeah, um, you you can avoid it. Um, you can use Equilon. It's a fescue type grass. Okay. And it's a it has a deep. But the only thing is, you have to make sure that you're getting water underneath there. It's not, and and there's lack of light. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to put a good layer of soil underneath there. Uh-huh three or four inches, seed it with the Equilon. Um, so if you have an irrigation system or or if you don't, just ensuring that the water gets underneath there because it works like a big umbrella, right? Every time it rains, nothing gets wet underneath the spruce tree. Right. So the fes- so fescue is probably the best grass. Yeah, Equilon has been proven lots to be able to grow underneath there. It takes a little bit longer to, to germinate, uh-huh. um, but that just being diligent with the watering 
and uh, you should be okay. And depends if the branches are right low to the ground or have you limbed the spruce tree up a bit? Uh, no, actually, they it's it's pretty much an original. <laughs> it's, okay, it's probably fifty years old. Okay, and there was lawn under there at one point, but landscaping material got stored underneath it and killed off the lawn. Yeah, so but I mean, have the branches been taken up a bit? So like, there's so is there off a the gap? Ground? Yeah, off the ground. Well, close to the trunk, it's probably up. I don't know, four feet. Okay, so that's it. So light is getting underneath there. So the biggest thing is that you got to try and get some moisture. So just get some good topsoil in the spring, spread it out three or four inches thick, um, seed it, get some Ecolon seed, and uh, put that on there. And then recommendations to get the birds to not eat the seed? Um, yeah, that's Break a it good. in a little bit. Yeah, um, put yeah. a scarecrow out there. Sometimes you, <laughs> sometimes you can just kind of put on more than what, just a little bit more than in. what's recommended, yeah. and then take a nice spring rake and just lightly rake it in, like in a herringbone pattern kind of with okay. your new soil, and that enough of it should go under the yeah, soil that they gonna, won't. Okay, yeah. and then will yeah. the fescue kind of merge into the rest of the lawn? Or yeah, will it it, but it, it's a little bit of a finer looking grass, Okay, but mm-hmm. it, it blends in quite nicely and... But like I said, it is a little bit more work to do that. So that's why a lot of times I recommend to people just to, um, instead of trying to fight Mother Nature, because especially a big tree like that, it's going to be dropping lots of needles. Uh-huh. It's trying to recreate the forest floor, like for itself, like uh-huh. Mother Nature. And it, it's a battle that you're you're going to be taking on that will be ongoing um, because they do, like I said, they, they're trying to recreate because those needles underneath there also work as protection for bugs and other things climbing up into them. Kind of so, damp in the ground below. It's they're all they just have such an extensive root system too. That's yeah. really the main thing with spruce trees. They're just um they get established really fast. They do really well here and nothing can compete, even okay. grass. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so, thank you so much. I appreciate your advice. Yeah, yep. so just maybe look at maybe just doing a little bit of a more of a natural thing underneath there. Remove some of the, the sod or if it's already deadly, that put a layer of mulch and add some rock, a couple boulders, some just make a nice natural looking feature. Underneath there, you could plant some junipers underneath there um, as well. Yeah, some shade-loving perennials. If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. All right, thanks trees. so much. All right, yeah, thanks, Kim. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Why don't we take a break right now, then we'll do an early one, then we have a little bit more time after the break. We have a few callers and a couple texts. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to... This Sunday edition of Let's Talk Gardening. It's our only edition of Let's Talk Gardening. <laughs> One and only. <laughs> every Sunday. Every Sunday. And let's go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Kim again. Good morning, Kim. Hey, sorry. That's all I right. Know, I heard, on my brain. I heard so you got... how We started out and we were talking about the difference in onions. Yep. The, yeah. The one gentleman had called in. And we're living in the generation where... We see on every package GMO-free this and GMO this and that. And we live in a generation right now, and you guys know this, working in your garden center, that people are becoming more conscientious with what they are planting and what they are putting in their bodies, whether we're talking grass-fed beef or another type of beef. So long story short, Onions have changed over the years, and yes, we did mention the Egyptian onion, and I have that growing in my garden, too. 
the old style of onions, for example, heritage onions. If you know of any neighbor who has too many that they don't know what to do with, take them. There you we go. are going back to the old and, way. And we are doing that like with our some of our seed guys that we do have exactly. their seed. Wild Rose Heritage Seeds. We only use heritage seeds. We have no all of our seeds are non GMO. Mm-hmm. Um, Local. But I do believe in GMO for certain areas of the world. It has created a food source for places that could not grow food before, and they have exactly. made food to grow. So you have positive and you have negative. Absolutely. Effects. And people and get, everybody's different. Right? Yeah, exactly. People get too caught up. by a different spool uh, of thread. Yep. So that's where individuality comes along. So it's whether we're making that choice to be environmentally friendly, but think of yourself. Your body is environmentally friendly. Yeah. So do the right thing and get, in the, you know, you have to look at the traits. And yep. so onions, there's a multitude of, but yep. just be cautious of Absolutely. what you're No, and system. just look what you're buying. And I know, like I said, when you are going, if you're buying your seeds, and this is not a slag on the dollar store, but they sell seeds. If you're buying all your stuff at there or certain places where it's cheap, cheap, yeah, yeah. that's what you get to get. Like, you're worth it. Your body is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I will cry over onions if they taste good. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, you look at the cooking shows and you see some some chefs <laughs> and they suggest putting on eyeglasses and they suggest chewing uh, gum or yeah. burning a candle. You know what? Suck it up, buttercup. There you go. Exactly. Well, Lana texted in. She said, breathe through your mouth, not your nose, and then the, exactly. the fumes won't get up into your tear ducts and, and wreak havoc. So All it's right. another well, thanks, good idea. thanks, Kim. <laughs> okay. Talk Have to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. How are you? Good, good morning. Good. I just wanted to let you know my friend in Saskatchewan listens to you on TV. Oh, hey, nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. She must have one of the Shaw packages where they have the radio stations. Where she pays a lot of money. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, we're worth <laughs> we're it. We're so worth it. We're there so worth go. it. <laughs> yeah. No, she lives about an hour and a half southeast of Swift Current. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, because cool. if you're on the on the course network um, yep. with Global, they'll have radio stations. If you scroll up to the to the yep. higher numbers of your TV channels, and you can listen to a lot of radio stations. Well, if she gets out of bed in time, she listens to it. Nice, but we're also <laughs> online, and if you do do any of the podcasts, um, yeah. you can subscribe to that, and they get downloaded automatically. Usually, a few days after each show. Oh, and yeah. uh, and then you can listen to them whenever you are. So I believe in the old-fashioned radio. Yep, just get hey, up and nice. listen live. Same <laughs> with us. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, okay. we appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, yeah. have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, without anybody listening to us live, then we wouldn't have callers, and then there'd just be Merle and Joanne oh, uh, my talking goodness. to each yeah. other. I love all the calls and texts coming in today. Everyone's really on, on point. They've got the laser focus, too. This is great. Laser <laughs> focus. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Wayne. Good morning, Wayne. Morning, Merle. Hey, how are you? I was I was uh, wondering if it was going to be this Wayne, and it is. So, how are you? <laughs> well, here's here's hoping that 2020 is the best for all of you listeners. Absolutely, yeah. we're all laser focused. <laughs> Got a quick question. I I received a northern white cedar for Christmas. Okay. In a pot, and it's only about 18 inches high. It come wrapped with a ribbon around it, and then they tipped the lid at the top over and hung a ball on it. Like <laughs> the, a the Grinch tree, tree or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to keep it till spring and put it in. Um, what should I do in the house to maintain it? Um, I would just keep it, don't put it right right in the window, but keep it in a brighter spot, um, not the hottest area in, in, the, in your house, in one of the cooler rooms with a little, that's still fairly bright. Mm-hmm. And I would just ensure that it doesn't dry out. Um, 
and just walk, just treat it like a house plant. Um, I'm not sure if that one will be hardy here. Yeah, I was going to say after you get it through the winter, yeah, um, try and plant it in a very sheltered south-facing area that you're not going to have any wildlife attracted to or have access oh, to. We have the, our neighbors planted cedars, uh, and, and the deer have, are, like, they plant like 10 of them, and the deer just, they love it. They yeah, just go there's vitamin C in there. The deer really do actually forage on um, pretty heavily on cedar. Well, and it would be jackrabbit. amazing if I could attract deer tomorrow bro yeah no kidding eh? (laughs) i bet you have them i've seen i used to work in forest lawn on 17th ave and 49th street and we had deer come through our parking lot because you you, you put a big farm in there i put a big (laughs) salad bar in there for them and the word got out (laughs) you're not far away from there that was before stony trail though so yeah they don't come in anymore that's true yeah Yeah. so and, and like joanna's saying try and find that nice a um, little bit shelter location, but I'm amazed that there. When you drive around Calgary, there's still there is lots of good. There's lots of big cedars around Calgary. Does it grow up tall, or does it just stay short? They can go quite uh, yeah, quite, quite tall. tall, and they're also very very easy to prune. So you can shape them. Um, electric hedge pruners, or just get out there with some some clippers, and you can prune in, them back. In your area, there's quite a few people that have some very nice gardens that do very well. Are, oh yeah. There's uh, I know one of the, I was doing a, a project up there, and one guy there was a guy who has a whole bunch of big big bonsai plants in his front yard, like trees that he's bonsai. Nice. And he's up there, he's at his ladder, and I just happened to be going by, and he was pruning everything tight. But his whole yard, like, he had, like, 20 of them in the yard. Very it was cool. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So. Okay. All right, thanks, Wayne. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Happy New Year. Thanks. Bye-bye. Do you want to hear a good joke that got texted in? Yes. <laughs> What's the difference between onions and bagpipes? Um, not too sure. <laughs> you know, you're reading the text. Nobody cries when you cut up bagpipes. <laughs> ah, but I'm bummed. There you go. I would. I love bagpipes. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, stay laser focused into 2020. And uh, let's all have a great year coming up. And uh, happy gardening to all of you. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you next week. You were listening to us on 770 CHQR.